a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. How do you turn your customers into raving fans? That's what we're going to be talking about on this episode of Story Connect, the podcast. I'm your host, uh, Andy Johns, and I'm joined today by a very special guest, uh, Matt Collier. Uh, Matt is the uh, upcoming keynote speaker, we're happy to announce, for Story Connect 2018, the conference coming up March 12th to 14th in Huntsville. Matt, how are you today? I'm good, Andy. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to the event. We are too, and I uh, wanted to give everybody just a little bit of a, of a taste of what you'll be talking about. Um, we don't want to give too much away, so that, that way they still have to come to the conference, of course. But if um, we could talk a little bit about um, some of your thoughts and, and where you're coming from. So you are, first and foremost, a social media expert, a best-selling author. Um, you've got a, a, a long um, you know, a list of accreditations to, um, to, to be the expert here. So what is your kind of general approach when people say, oh, yeah, we, we need to do some social media. How can you help? Well, I start out with um, basically asking them why do they want to use social media. And I'm trying to figure out how much thought have they actually put into their, the idea that they want to use social media. Because too many companies, they just they decide they want to jump into social media because they keep hearing about it or they keep hearing about how their competitors in their space are using social media. So when they first approached me, I kind of wanted them to back up and say, okay, explain to me how you arrived at this point where you want to do social media. And they'll typically tell me, well, I mean, we keep hearing about social media and everybody's using it. Or they'll say, we want to use social media because we know that social media can help us do this, this, and this. And if they give me that answer, that tells me they put some thought into it and they've actually spent some time in researching and investigating what and what social media is and why they can use it. So that's, that kind of speeds up the process. And I'll say, OK, great. Now let's move forward. Because I think that and, and it, it doesn't matter if it's, it's any any tool that you're you're thinking about using in business. You need to think about why would I use that tool? What am I trying to accomplish is it the best tool I can use? So my starting point is always wanting to see if they've actually done their homework and if they're actually put some thought into why they want to use social media. Sure. And that's always, like you said, with any tool, that's important to, um, you know, to consider. Um, so what is it about, um, and, you know, we can get into some of the specific insights here shortly, but what is it about social media that makes it something, like you said, people may have, uh, may know about it or have heard about it, but they're a little scared to kind of get into it. What is it about social media that makes it so scary? Well, the companies, I think a lot of the times what I hear is that they're they're just nervous about this idea that customers can so easily create content and put it out there. And a lot of times, especially, it can be scary for a company that, for example, if a company isn't used to using social media and they haven't built up a presence, a lot of times it can be where their customers have a much greater ability to actually get a message out about the company than the company can itself. And that scares a lot of companies because they don't know how to use these tools and the people that are either their customers or the people that could potentially say something negative about them 
they have a greater ability to get the word out than the company does itself. But I think that that's actually a big advantage or a big potential advantage for companies because if they have a good connection with their customers and if they put in the time and effort and energy to actually know who their customers are and interact with them regularly, then you're basically empowering them to kind of spread word of mouth on your behalf. So that's one of the things I also get into with companies when they talk about, well, we're nervous about using social media because of what potential customers or people that aren't customers, they could say negative things about us. And I try to educate them and help reframe the way they think about that because, yeah, it could be a negative, but if you use it correctly, if you're interacting with these customers, it can also be a positive because you can basically empower them to say good things on your behalf. Sure. I just uh, just read a book. It's kind of half biography on Jeff Bezos and then half about the Amazon story. And it talked about just what a shock it was to the publishing industry when uh, Amazon first allowed users to write reviews, you know, um, give them different stars ratings and just what a shock that was. So, you know, it's always something whenever you, you give somebody a microphone, you never know what they're going to say. So I can certainly understand where you're coming from there. We can talk, speaking of books, uh, we can talk specifically about yours. So the title of your book is um, Think Like a Rock Star. And then that's that's the title or the theme of your presentation as well that you'll be doing at Story Connect. So tell us a little bit about the, the book and where you're coming from with that. Well, Think Like a Rock Star is basically the premise is to help the reader understand how it is that rock stars can so easily create and cultivate fans. Because from a marketing perspective, that always fascinates me, because, or has fascinated me, because rock stars can just so easily create fans. I mean, Taylor Swift falls out of bed in the morning, and before she hits the ground, she's got three million new fans. And from a business perspective, I was always wondering, okay, well, why and how do they do this? And... Is it something that companies can replicate? And that was one of the things, that was really one of the main reasons why I wanted to write the book, because I wanted to put in the research that would be necessary to basically learn how and why it is that rock stars can so easily create and cultivate fans. And more importantly, figure out, is there any way for brands to replicate this? Because rock stars can so easily create and cultivate fans, and most companies can't. But at the same time, you do see some companies that have just raving fans. Brands like Red Bull, Apple, Harley-Davidson, Maker's Mark. These are brands that have somehow found a way to become like a basically a rock star brand. They have fans that love them just like rock stars do. So that was kind of the main reason why I wanted to write the book was to figure out how and why rock stars are doing this and then figure out is it something that brands can replicate and that's what i'll get into more in the presentation but i found out it was something that brands can replicate and i found out that there was actually a very structured and business oriented reason how and why rock stars market the way they do and that's what i'll get into in the talk sure and we may have had a couple of little uh, blips and, and bleeps there from uh, skype um, so i apologize if, if any of that came through to the final recording um, but let's talk a little bit more about that. So if somebody's sitting there with uh, either at a, a rural uh, telco or a, you know, sm a small town, hometown electric provider thinking, um, 
you know, sure, Harley Davidson can be a rock star, but you know, they're a motorcycle company. That's cool. Is can any company become a rock star? Yes. I mean, certain comp or certain companies are selling certain products that may lend themselves more easily to generating just organic word of mouth, such as, for example, it, you said the Harley Davidson, a motorcycle, or if you're a fan of a particular sports team, that's obviously you're going to have higher levels of passion. Everyone that set any company that sells any product, they have customers loyal to that brand that have bought that com- that product repeatedly, or they've done business. They've they if it's a service that your company is selling, if you're a telecom, if you're an electric provider, whatever. At any level, you have customers that have been with you for a while, and they stick with you because they enjoy the product, enjoy the service, they enjoy the customer service, whatever. There's some reason why they they remain loyal to you. And these are people that you have their loyalty, but in many cases, they're also the people that are going out and they're telling other friends, family members, just people they meet out and about on the street, they're telling them that they're customers with you and why they stay a customer with you, what it is they like about your particular company, why they want to do business with you and continue. And they tell other people why they should also want to do business with you. So it doesn't matter if you have a product or a service that you think isn't as sexy as a Harley Davidson or an Apple or a Starbucks, you still have customers that could potentially be fans and that want to promote you to other customers so i think you may have just answered it there but what is the difference between a customer and a fan is it just that outspoken nature of a fan basically well i use fan but that's just uh it's just a fancy or it's just a scaled down version of saying something like a brand advocate or a brand evangelist basically what i mean is You've got a customer that is a loyal customer that buys from you regularly and they enjoy your product or your service to the point that they want to tell other people about it. Now, we all have products like this that we're fans of that we we not only buy regularly, but we love the product and we love it so much that we want to tell other people because that's what we do when we find something we enjoy. It makes our life better, especially in a product sense or a service sense. We want to tell other people because we want to help other people. We'll tell our friends and family, et cetera. But we also have products or services we may buy that we buy them just till a better option comes along. So we're buying them now, but we don't really have any true level of loyalty attached to that. That's, these are the people I consider more to be like a customer. They're, they're buying your product, but as soon as a better option comes along, they'll take it. Whereas a fan, they're buying your product, and they're not looking for a better option. And if they see something that actually may be a better option, a lot of times since they're a fan, they'll convince themselves that it's not a better option. For example, let's say I'm a fan of Dell, and I'm buying Dell laptops. I love Dell. Let's say I find a laptop from a competitor that's priced lower than the Dell. Well, since I'm a fan of Dell, I may say to myself, well, just because it's lower doesn't mean it's better. I bet it's inferior products. I'll convince myself that even though the other product is cheaper, it's not one I want to consider. So that's kind of the difference. The customer, just think of, 
for terms of this talk, customer is someone that buys from you, but they're not loyal and devoted to you. In other words, there's someone that could switch and buy a different product if a better offer comes along. Someone that's a fan is a loyal customer that's going to stick with you, and they're not looking to buy from someone else. Well, I think definitely listening to that answer, uh, everybody can see why you would much rather have fans than customers. So that's, that's certainly something that uh, I'm sure you'll expand on during the talk of Story Connect. Sneak peek, are there any brands that you think really emulate this um, Think Like a Rockstar idea or any brands you know that on social media really do it right that they can go ahead and, and get a sneak look at? Sure. I'll probably... Um... I'll probably get into both of these uh, brands during the talk because they're such great case studies. But two brands that immediately come to mind are Red Bull and Patagonia. And what I like about both these brands is that their content is focused completely on the customer. They don't really focus on trying to sell their own products with their content. They're focused more on the people they're actually using their content. For example, with Patagonia... If you go and look at their social media or you go and look at their blog, a lot of their content isn't focused on their clothing. It's focused on the people that are wearing the clothing, the activities they engage in, the ideas, the causes they're passionate about. They talk a lot about protecting the environment, sustainability, being active outdoors. And they do this because they have an innate understanding of who their customers are and what ideas, themes, topics, and beliefs are important to them. In much the same way Red Bull, they don't really focus their content on their actual product. Instead, they focus a lot of their content on their customers and a lot of their content on the type of people that would buy their energy drink. They talk about or they create content that are focused on their athletes, on the extreme sports they engage in. They focus a lot of content on basically what these athletes do, getting to know them, giving you a, um, a better sense of who they are, what motivates them, why they do the things they do. And all of this is it's really customer-centric, and it's focused on what's interesting to the customer. And kind of the, the end result or the byproduct of this is it hooks the customer in because it's content that both these brands are creating that's immediately interesting to them. So they pay attention they interact with the content, and as a result, the brand itself becomes a little bit more interesting. But it all starts with them creating content that immediately interests the customer versus if they were trying to just sell their clothing, in Patagonia's case, or sell their energy drink. It would be boring content. Nobody would pay attention to it. No one would get to know them and get to know who they are and what they do. So these brands, they instead shift their mindset to focus on exactly what is it the customer wants. Let's give them that type of content, and that's the way that we can start a relationship with them. I think it's a great idea. And you mentioned um, sharing a little bit about who someone is. So let's uh, introduce you to the audience a little bit. So um, you know, a couple of um, distinctions I wanted to mention. Um, you were named by Forbes, one of the top 25 social media marketers in the world, which is a pretty big place. So that's a, a cool um, distinction there. Um, you're a social media strategist, trainer, and speaker. You are located in Alabama, which is perfect since our conference will be there in Huntsville. And um, you've worked for all kinds of different companies, 
from um, uh, from Dell, Adobe, uh, Redline Hotels, just a bunch of different folks. So tell us just a little bit about yourself, and uh, and then uh, I guess that'll be an easy question to wrap up the podcast with. So just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm an introvert, so it's never easy to ask an introvert to talk about themselves or to brag about okay. themselves. All right. But um, uh, basically what I do is I help companies better understand how to use social, digital, and help them build out programs that can better can help them better connect with their customers because I'm always cognizant of the fact that customers have such ability to create and spread content and I don't want companies to be afraid of that. I want them to be able to tap into that. So I had this saying that the technology changes but people don't and I help companies understand people. And I want them to get a better understanding of who their customers are, what they're doing, and what motivates them to use social media, to get online and to talk about a particular brand, positively or negatively. So what I do is I try to help them understand who their customers are, try to help them build programs and campaigns and initiatives that give them the ability to better connect with their customers. Perfect. He is Matt Collier. The book is Think Like a Rockstar, How to Create Social Media and Marketing Strategies that Turn Customers into Fans. It is available, published in 2013 by McGraw-Hill, and it's available, I believe, on Amazon, correct? It is. ebook. Right. But of course, what we would like for you guys to do is come to Story Connect, uh, the conference coming up March 12th to 14th at the Rocket City, Huntsville, Alabama. And uh, you could hear Mac speak on the last day of the conference. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you guys are too. So uh, Mac, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you for having me, Andy. And I'm looking forward to seeing everybody in Huntsville. And I'm your host, Andy Johns. Until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.